Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Thursday, February 9th, 2023. This is Dave Neal, host of Bachelor Nation News, and welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour! Fantastic Thursday, one step closer to the weekend. I feel like I feel like winter's over here in Los Angeles. It's back into the 70s. I don't know what part of the world you're listening to, but hey, want to shout out all of our new fans, subscribers, followers checking in from the Bachelor Party podcast yesterday. I was on Julia Littman's podcast, Bachelor Party, uh, which is hosted by The Ringer, very big podcast network. And we had a good conversation about this year's Bachelor, Zach, why I think Zach's doing a perfectly serviceable job. What do you guys think? Did you enjoy that conversation with Juliet? It was always fun talking to a sassy New Yorker. And t- speaking of sass, we've got some responses to get to today regarding some villains fighting the edit, as they always do. All right, you guys ready to jump right into it? In our first story, and again, I've got all of this content over on the YouTube in a full-length video format, but for here, I'm going to truncate it to your own short attention spans, get you in and out in 25 minutes or less. That's what I am. I'm the new Domino's, baby. Do you guys remember Domino's? They were like, we'll get your pizza delivered in under 30 minutes. And do you remember what happened? All these Domino's drivers were just running over pedestrians trying to complete their orders. And I think someone actually died and sued Domino's. Don't sue me if I don't get you out of here in under 25. But I'm going to do my darnest to make that happen. We have in our featured piece of content of the day another clip from Nick Vial. But this time we have a response from reality steve and let me tell you something get your popcorn ready it is juicy as hell it is a juicy clip we'll get to that in a moment but uh news from yesterday we had christina mandrell uh, and of course the u.s sun had reported that which the sun of course is just a smut rag to call it nicely but they had reported that she was drunk on set hitting on women holding their hands trying to make out with them all these things well i had a source come to me I've got a whole video on YouTube. I'm just going to give you the updated version here. I had a source come to me and said, hey, Dave, you got it all wrong. And again, not me because I didn't make the story, but they got it all wrong. It's a smear campaign. They, The producers smeared Christina because she wouldn't follow through on all the villainous activities they wanted her to do. They said she wasn't even really drunk. And if she was drunk, apparently there were women far drunker than her. And how come they didn't get exposed? Now, if you watch the show, you know, Christina Mandrell didn't exactly come off swimming and but every every mom out there has written in and said hey dave she's a single mom she had a few days off from her kid she's gonna go on the show and make the most of it she's gonna have a couple tequila sodas and hang out at the pool in the sun we all know how that works a little vitamin d and some uh, tequila that never led to a good decision but we're not gonna blame her for that so either way just a reminder not to take all of uh, what is said at face value And why would the producers even want to slam her like that? Well, who knows? But what we do know is Reality Steve received the same tip that The Sun received. He didn't report on it. Bastion of journalism, Reality Steve. He didn't report on it, but The Sun did. And of course, I'm sure they sent it to many other places to try to create some sort of image as to why, I don't know, she was disposed of so early from the season. 
Uh, and speaking of other villains who have fought the edit, this one you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised that I um, that uh, I'm going to speak so kindly of her. But the next one is Victoria Fuller. She's got a podcast coming out. She said, "Surprise! I made a podcast. Make sure to subscribe to Uncensored Saints so you don't miss our first episode on Valentine's Day with a very special guest. Who could it be? Let me guess: Greg Grippo." Either way, we've talked a lot extensively about Victoria Fuller, but me personally, I always want to see someone's redemption story. I always want to see someone overcome the odds spiritually, uh, you know, uh, being on a purpose. In in this, she says she's going to talk about personal growth, relationships, insecurities, religion, and everything in between. Let's have a listen to the 45-second long trailer. Hey guys, I'm Victoria Fuller. This is a safe space for me to talk with friends and people I admire about topics ranging from personal growth, relationships, insecurities, religion, and everything in between. I decided to start a podcast because I feel like in the past, I didn't have control over my story. So I want to give people a platform to share their stories, their way, and from their perspectives. From laughing to crying, we will do it all uncensored. Welcome to my podcast, Uncensored Saints. Make sure to tune in on February 14th for our first episode, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Uncensored Saints. All right, there it was, Victoria Fuller in Uncensored Saint. Look, we look forward to it. I look forward to hearing what she has to say. And I hope that she, um, you know, I wish her all the, all the success out there with the podcast world. As we know, podcasting, and you can see if you really want to deep dive into my thoughts on how to create content that works well on the internet, I included in today's YouTube video about Victoria Fuller's new podcast. I include my sort of formula that I followed with information plus entertainment and ways to maintain sort of, I don't know, relevancy in a world where you're more than just whatever edit you got from a show. Victoria Fuller is more than who she was in the past, who she was this year, and who she will be moving forward. And we look forward to triangulating the contents of her podcast and finding the epicenter of tea as it, as it were. All right. So let's get to our featured story. Covered this the last couple days. This is not a Nick Vial recap channel, although he's got a podcast where he's unfiltered with his thoughts and it leads to a lot of headlines. So yesterday we covered an extensive, and you heard it here, an extensive, like almost 30 minute long, uh, he said, she said, between him and Caitlin Bristow and my sort of uh, jumping in between to, pro to provide the actual um, uh, empirical evidence, which would be not hearsay, but what the people actually said. And now, today, completely different story. Yesterday, and, and we and we had this, but I was like, "How oh, is it really a story?" There was a clip where reality, where where um, excuse me, Nick Vial said um, he's basically saying his season was the best season of The Bachelor. They haven't had a good season since him, and of course, people had a field day with this, including Reality Steve. So I'm gonna break down all of my thoughts regarding this. You don't need to hear. You don't need to hear any more from me. So have a listen. Here's Nick Vial uh, winning over fans. Uh, Bachelor Rabbit Hole compiled this clip from that same podcast where Nick said no one's liked The Bachelor since me. Let's have a listen, and then we're going to play Reality Steve's response. And I do want to get ahead of this story and just say, for the people that are saying, oh, Dave, you must be jealous of Nick 
because you hate him so much. I don't hate Nick at all. In fact, if if Nick was ever like, hey, I've got this uh, boating outing I want to do with you and Reality Steve, I would jump on it. We have more in common than not. And the only criticism is when things are mischaracterized or hypocrisies happen. But that's what's going to happen when he has a podcast where he talks for hours every single week. That's just how it works. I respect what he does. He's been able to make a living out of his commentary and sharing his opinion. His relationship advice is um, better than it is problematic, as in it, he gets it right more often than not. A, bl- a blind, uh, what is it, a blind squirrel still catches a nut. Uh, clock's right twice a day. You know, broken clock, whatever. But the point is, is that he's good at what he does. He generates conversation and he throws things out there that sometimes people go, oh my gosh, but they keep talking about him. You understand? So respect where it's due. Not a hater. Wouldn't be making these videos if no one cared. Like you, you won't see many videos of me uh, make you know talking about I don't know certain characters like Tajwan. She's a perfectly nice person. She doesn't generate the clicks because she's not in the news because you know those types of things. So there's a reason why we have Maddie Pruitts and Nick Files because they print money. They help me pay for it. You know what I mean? They help me pay for the new Tesla. Because there's there because sometimes they offer their opinion like we're about to hear and everyone goes oh my gosh have a listen oh I missed it hold on have a listen here we go three two one his the people who are yeah. fans of of Tyler and there was a lot of those fans who followed the crew and and if you you know and Matt James had a couple hundred thousand followers at the time you know because of his buddy Tyler sure like those people got excited and obviously being the first black bachelor that was a monumental and wonderful like you know step in the right direction for the franchise after like years of of not doing that but all that aside when his season started airing yeah no people i think you're right people liked him but maybe not as the bachelor yeah people it, it, loved it just him. I remember- like no one's liked their bachelor right. literally since me and i was <laughs> polarizing so first of all, we have Elizabeth Wagmeister looks at the other women to be like, can you believe what he just said? Yeah, but but Nick does say he was polarized. You know, but like I get that all the time where people, people liked Matt James, right? So I guess the question becomes this. Did people like Nick or did they like or or is Nick saying they liked me or is he saying they liked The Bachelor? I think what Nick's saying here is they liked the show The Bachelor. And maybe his uh, data is that the show has declined in popularity since his season. I'm not sure. The truth is that with uh, Instagram uh, following, it has really much gone down a lot since his season. He's actually very lucky. The Hannah Browns and Nick Viels, um, the Hannah Ann's, the, 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 they're really lucky to be in the golden age of social media people like courtney robertson would have been huge on social media but they were just they kind of were on the show before it was really a big hit so i want to play a few other things that uh, nick has said and then i'm going to play reality steve's response and let me just warn you guys he does not hold back with what he says he does not hold back so we're going to play reality steve's response in a second a couple other clips here but nick actually and by the way the comments on bachelor rabbit hole and of course uh instagram probably likes to hate watch nick so some of the comments i kind of appreciate how blindly confident his massive ego makes him but it doesn't make him right at all. And of course, Game of Roses watched watched Bachelor Rabbit Hole watching this. Their Bachelor, right. literally since me. And I was 
polarizing. Uh, and then Grace Ann, of course, uh, uh, over there at Game of Roses, says, I'm showing this to my therapist and telling her, if I'm not this confident in six months, I quit. And of course, you know, the audacity uh, of a white guy. Uh, does he have that swag? Clearly Nick does. Um, but one more clip of what uh, Nick said about uh, The Bachelor not going away anytime soon, which I actually agree with. Here's what he had to say regarding The Bachelor not getting canceled. People who are out there uh, complaining about this is the end of of The Bachelor, that's just not true. And I'm not saying that to defend the franchise. I'm just saying that is, is from what I've heard from multiple people who know what they're talking about, that The Bachelor is still making ABC and Warner Brothers so much money, mm -hmm. so much more money than any other thing that both Warner Brothers and ABC is making. So like I said the same thing, the 75 hours a year, ABC doesn't have to worry what to do with the 8 to 10 p.m. time slot on Mondays. Boom, done. It's The Bachelor. They can work on making the youngest Sheldon, the goodest doctor, whatever the hell they want to make. They can work on that, but this show isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So, here's where Reality Steve comes in. Oh, do we lose him? Here's Reality Steve's response at the 1745 to Nick's comments. Have a listen. The fuck, Nick? <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> hold I don't on. know if hold there's... On, hold on, hold on. Let's go backwards here. You know what? You know what? Before I share this, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. It's all for retention. Before I share this, Reality Steve went on Nick's podcast two years ago. They, they, they went back and forth. They sparred. After their conversation... Nick had this conversation with his producer. So let's play this and then we'll get to Reality Steve's response because there's obviously a lot going on. And I will say the comment sections are hilarious because from this interview that Reality Steve did with Nick, which aired on Nick's page, people said, I can't believe Nick posted this on his own channel. This is embarrassing for him and his producer. Um, so people, uh, word of advice to Nick, don't invite a guest on if you aren't going to treat them with any respect. And again, a lot of these comments probably came from Reality Steve's fan base. But here, have a Listen to what Nick said after this interview, and then we're going to share what Reality Steve has to say back. We're going, we're just, we're basically just in my channel has become an aggregate for he said, she said fights within the nation. You know, feel like, oh, well, it's also, I won't judge, I won't judge you based off the edit, but Steve, for the past, you know, for a, a good three years, was trying to paint a picture of who I was as a person, yeah. my credibility, my character. While and blaming was, the way you were he, portrayed on the show yeah. as a reason to be able yeah. to do that. And his audience, who he see, who want to see him as a credible source for the character of the people who go on the show. That's when I say, when I say you've affected my life more than the show. That's why. Yeah. Because. So very, very interesting that Nick's opening up here and saying that reality, Steve has affected him more, has more headspace than what the producers ever did to him, uh, which, you know, can be, you know, it's, it's worth listening to like, wow. Now, of course, in the last two years, reality, Steve's taken a 180 on how he reports certain things. He admits the stories he's gotten wrong and how it's affected others. And he's pledged to grow. And I think. I think, believe it or not, his audience has given him the grace to grow. Um, let's keep listening. It felt like he had, for whatever reason, this agenda or this bias towards, you know, his own, his own confirmation bias about deciding who he thought I was as a person based off of uh, people he talked to and deciding to dismiss uh, probably more credible sources, people who actually knew who I was as a person. Yeah. Uh, 
and put that out to the world, which affected my life. And- now, what's tough with this, because I don't disagree with what he's saying here, but what's tough with this is when you dabble in the game of podcasting, especially covering Bachelor Nation, there's always going to be judgments made about others. Nick made judgments about Rachel Recchia and, and Katie Thurston and, and I mean, just about anybody because he's seeing the show and taking all the information and the, the psychology of it all. And he's spitting out kind of how he sees the world from from his own projected viewpoint. Um what I actually really love about what one of the producers right here is how she's seeing Clayton Eckerd in a certain way that Nick might have not given the benefit of the doubt for. Have a listen to this. And his lack of like thinking. Now, now they're talking about Clayton Eckerd because of all the all, you know, how he got roasted for telling multiple women he loved them and all that. Think about how any of this impacted anyone else but himself and they were just all along for the ride. It was, it was inconsiderate and And it was immature and it, it it just showed his lack of emotional immaturity. And it felt like a lack of executive functioning because it felt like the issue was that he was so (laughs) present. So like by executive, like I'm saying this from like an ADD perspective. Have a listen to this. This is fascinating. This is a fascinating exercise of empathy here where she's able to look at Clayton who everyone hated everyone hated the way he treated these women and she's able to see why he did something and why he didn't do it with malicious intent standpoint as someone like when you can kind of like zoom out and be able to plan things like kind of put together like complicated tasks and timelines so like sort of not just like kind of handle the thing in the moment but also contextualize that within like a larger scale of like what do I need to do so he was probably people pleasing in the moment and didn't see the bigger picture now why do I bring this all together because I truly do believe most of us are operating with the best intention I'm sure Nick from the deep down depths of his heart the inner child that is Nick Vial sees himself as a guy who has had to fight for everything he's got in life, sees a guy who is trying his best, sees all the shit talking that exists around him and knows he's being mischaracterized. The only problem here is he needs to give the benefit of the doubt to Blake Horstman, to uh, Rachel Recchia, to Katie Thurston, to all these other people that they're also lead character in their story, trying the best, trying to sift through that wreckage. And I know he does a lot of that, but I'm just saying he has to give that benefit of the doubt or else how are people going to respect him w- and give him the benefit of the doubt if he's not offering that same grace? And again, I'm not saying he's uh, really bad at that. I'm just saying when it came to the criticizing that we see of other contestants, he's been there. He's walked in their shoes. He knows how it all is. Now, um, we saw how he says no one's, you know, no one's enjoyed the bachelor since my season. I truly believe that Nick didn't mean that as in he's the best bachelor. I think we have reading comprehension and listening comprehension issues when we take it that way, because from the, you know, it's easy. It's fun. Oh, no one's liked the bachelor since me. It's easy to see that as someone being braggadocious. I, I don't, quite see it that way i'm giving nick the benefit of the doubt practice what you preach here that he was operating from a place of like look i meant it from a rating standpoint like you might not have liked me but it went well and sometimes while something may be true when it comes out of someone's mouth it kind of gets taken the wrong way let's hear reality steve's response took you about 0.5 seconds (laughs) you know how that emailer just said the fuck to you the fuck, Nick? There goes my monetization. I don't know if there's a more insufferable 
<laughs> narcissistic windbag than this guy. Oh, tell us how you really feel. Holy shit. Really? Really? Reality Steve is a quote machine. Insufferable windbag, he called him. <laughs> oh my God. Now, obviously, Reality Steve is closer to a controversy with Nick as they've been sparring for years. I'm watching this from the, from the cheap seats with the uh, popcorn. I don't even know. I, I, I listened to it and I was like, maybe I heard it out of context. Maybe. And I was trying to be like, I was actually trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt of, okay, maybe he's trying to get at an angle here. No. It's such a ridiculous, self-absorbed, narcissistic statement that it, it, it's not even explainable. First off, you don't know that, Nick. You're acting like that is a factual statement. No one's liked The Bachelor since me. Really? Have you surveyed everybody in America that's watched this fucking show? Yeah, Nick, actually, he did. You, 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 that's why he's been so busy, just knocking on doors. Excuse me, have you? Excuse me, do I have a question? <laughs> have you serviced? Okay. What is your problem? <laughs> Holy shit, this guy. <laughs> Soundboard material. Oh, my God. What is your problem? I can't with him. I really can't. I mean... You can. You can. People, let me just tell you. Tell us. You know I'm not a fan of Nick, and it, it, a lot stems from the interview uh, when he had me on his podcast, and that went south really quick, and then he blamed it on my fans being passionate as opposed to taking any accountability for the... Not a fan of Nick. Breaking news. That's beside the point. The amount of shit... I know about that guy whoa. that I have never talked about publicly. Whoa, whoa. And by the way, we covered this yesterday. This is essentially what Nick said about Caitlin Bristow. He said, I got stories that would make you, you dro drop your jaw, you know? Ugh. Could write a fucking chapter on it in my book. Please do. So someone tipped me off to Higher Learning Podcast with Van and Rachel the other day. Okay, so that's where we leave it, folks. Look, I got to say, the way I look at it is this. Nick's been very successful with the tone in which he conducts his podcast. He sees the world through his unique set of eyes, and some of the ways he does that trigger people to act to respond in a certain way. And is he better or worse in reality, Steve? I think everyone's trying their best to, to be just. And reality, Steve, in a lot of ways, thinks that he's being just by outing frauds and things like that and tea on people. And look, Nick kind of does the same thing with his platform in a different way. So uh, there's really no winner other than uh, it doesn't look like reality, Steve, and Nick will be meeting for Thanksgiving dinner anytime soon. Although I got to tell you, I would love nothing more than to sit down with the two of them and officiate a sort of conversation, but you know it's it's all about uh, everyone's made pro everyone's um, messed up in the past. I have reality. Steve has. Nick Vial has. And when you're reporting on stories, part of the sort of like uh, playing with fire is that you're not always going to get it right, even with your best intentions. And you just learn to try to do better every single time. I mean, there's plenty of stories every year where I go, oh, I really left out this bit or I could have been more neutral. I, you know, this and that. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's okay to own up to that, but we're going to try our best to get it right and do better every time. And I suggest y'all do the same. Try your best to just be better tomorrow than you were today, better today than you were yesterday. And maybe... In the grand scheme of things, it'll all work out in this weird web 
of life were um, sort of building together. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I'm going on a, I'm taking myself on a date. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the sauna, the steam room even. I'm going to go kind of listen to some music in my headphones because it's been a long week and I am exhausted. So I'm going to go try to get some fresh air and and uh, plan for some other content coming up your way. I've got some new things you're going to like in the works. Check me out on Bachelor Party Podcast if you haven't already. And if there's any other podcast you want me to be on, by all means, let them know. Jason Tarte, Caitlin Bristow. Nick Fiel, I'll go on any of them. There's no one I'm really saying no to. Anything to keep promoting this channel. You've invested early, and I'm going to make it pay off for you by making this the best daily afternoon bachelor podcast in the great nation we have. All right, folks. Well, that's it for me. I'm done gibbering and jabbering. Just under 25 minutes, like I promised. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.